Blog Talk Radio. Firefly Willows L.I.V.E. presents our live on-air call-in show. We're opening up the phone lines to our listeners for live on-air readings. Do you have a concern, or is there a situation you'd like guidance with? Get your question ready and join us by calling 1-646-716-5510 or by using the Skype button on the Firefly Willows L.I.V.E. show page at Blog Talk Radio after the show begins broadcasting. We're excited. Give us a listen. Firefly Willows L.I.V.E. Helping you find and shine your inner light. I was born with my back to the stars. Turn me over. I'd like to see. Here comes the morning to end our dream. Turn me over. I'd like to see. I was born with my back to the stars. Please see that they tell my truth. Please see that they tell my truth. And welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me today. My name is Hi C. I am host of a couple of shows here on Firefly Willows LIVE. Uh, one is called Revolution, which airs on the second Sundays of each month. And the other is called The Amethyst Oracle, Divination with a Queer Twist, which I co-host on the second Tuesdays of each month. I would encourage you to check out those shows as well as all of the other shows on our Firefly Willows LIVE channel. Uh, you can do so in Blog Talk Radio. The archives are there of all of the shows for you to listen to. Or you can find them on iTunes. Just do a quick search for Firefly Willows and they will pop right up as a podcast for you to listen to, download, or subscribe to in order to get all of them automatically. Uh, I also have some... Uh, well, I will just give you a little teaser of some news, um, but we are making a few branding changes here, and you may be hearing in the next few weeks um, and seeing a, a slightly different look and maybe even a slightly different name for our channel. So stay tuned for that. Uh, we also, you know, I don't usually mention this, but I just wanted to let everyone know, if you have any interest in doing a show, we're always looking for people to join us underneath the umbrella of our channel. Uh, so if you would like to do that, please feel free to get in touch with us uh, and, and talk to us about doing that. You can uh, easily reach us through Facebook, um, just go on Facebook and search for Firefly Willows uh, or just Facebook.com slash Firefly Willows uh, and you can easily uh, like the page as well as send us a message through there. Um, you can also find me, Hi C, on fi- uh, Facebook at Facebook.com slash Hi C. Uh, You can like the page there. You can also subscribe. I send out a daily newsletter that offers both astrological information as well as a card of the day um, for each day to give a sense of what's going on, what kind of energies we're working with, and how to make the most and work best with those energies in the day uh, rather than feeling caught off guard or perhaps doing something that might be counter to the overall energies of the day and then feel uh, frustrated because things aren't going quite the way we would like them to uh, or we're experiencing a lot of blocks and obstacles that maybe we could avoid if we were more aware of what and when things were happening in the day in order to work better with them. 
so I would, you know, certainly encourage you to visit my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Um You can both like that as well as there's a little subscribe button there. You can just click that to subscribe to that newsletter. Um, and of course, if you were ever interested in getting a reading with me personally, uh, for a longer, more in-depth session, I offer those. Um, I offer readings as well as I offer consultations for rituals, for magic, uh, and we can certainly combine all of those in finding what's going on, understanding what guidance might be needed, as well as what are some things that we might be able to do both actively in the material world as well as some other things uh, in the more energetic space to help facilitate what it is that we are wanting, needing, or trying to do or accomplish or manifest. So if you are interested in that, certainly send me a message through my Facebook page or you can email me, highc at tarotbyhighc.net. You can also see the card of the day at my uh, website, uh, tarotbyhighc.net, if you wanted to check that out. Uh, and then if you wanted the ease of getting that in your email box each day, you can subscribe from there as well. So today is kind of a, a big day. Uh, astrologically speaking, surely you have seen <laughs> something about it because it seems that there has been a lot of media coverage around <laughs> this uh, day and, and what's going on, um, even from some <laughs> quarters and from some people that you might not necessarily expect, um, you know, depending on uh, what you read and the perspective they take on these kind of things, it, it might seem as if, as if this is like the day of a complete ascendance and transformation for humanity and for other people. It's like this is the day that signals the apocalypse. Um, now, I think that we can all just calm down a little bit. <laughs> uh, one of the reasons for that is because this is uh, uh, something that has not happened for about 30 years or so, I think. Um, and what that is, is this is, so we, today, so this is uh, the, the day that this show is airing. This is September 27th, 2015. And uh, tonight we have a full moon in Aries which is also called a supermoon because of how close the, the, the moon will be to the Earth, so it's going to appear really, really large in the sky. Uh, some people call it a blood moon, and I think that that has to do with the color that, that it might appear to be because we also have a lunar eclipse uh, as part of all of this as well. So there's a lot of energy, a lot of things that are really stirred up uh because of this uh event going on but you know i think sometimes we can be prone to a bit of hyperbole and and overblow uh things get a little bit overblown um not to say that there isn't a lot of important things going on and that there might be kind of a heightened energy and things that are happening but really when when it seems as if the only options are ultimate transcendence or apocalypse uh, you know, I think that there is some place in between that, that we can kind of find to, to work from and to view these things from. So uh, the, so I did want to talk a little bit about what these energies are about because it's not just because this is happening today. It's not just a one day event energetically. I mean, the, the, the ripples of this energy certainly um, carry through have been kind of going on and carry through, you know, over the next few weeks as well. 
So, you know, I think it's certainly worth um, thinking about. Uh, so with the 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 moon in it, you know, and here here we see. So with the moon in Aries, um, one of the things that we're really trying to do with all of these other things going on as well is we need to find a balance, um, and it's really a balance between our own personal needs as well as what is needed in our relationships. That's a big theme for this full moon in Aries with the lunar eclipse um, because uh, the the moon, I have to think about, yes, the moon is in the seventh house, um, which affects our relationships with others. Uh, and so there is a lot about a lot of questions, a lot of things that are getting stirred up, a lot of emotions around who we are in relationships, what our relationships mean to us. Um, there's also, I won't go into all the astrology with the asteroids and things, but with other things going on as well, um, it's really asking us to look at and question what our personal reasons for being in relationships is. So thinking about the different relationships we have. And and again, this can be personal relationships in the sense of romantic relationships, but it's any kind of relationship, friendships, business relationships, relationships with family. Um, it, it can be our relationship to the career that we have. It, it's anything that we are in relationship to, that we feel we give something to and it gives something back to us. So, you know, so so these are some of the questions that this time is really, really stirring up and that we want to give some thought to is, you know, who are we in these relationships? Are we still ourselves? Have we lost ourselves to the relationship? Um, what do these relationships mean to us? Uh, what is it that our personal re reasons for being in these relationships is? Um What's the basis of these relationships? Are they based on emotional needs? Are they based on our need to sort through, figure out what our identity is through someone else? Need the, the perspective of somebody else in order to better understand who we are individually? Or are we getting lost in defining ourselves based on other people who see us as and what they need us to be rather than um, having a, a clear sense of our own personal sense of identity. And then also looking at what are, what are we contributing to the relationships that we are in. Um, you know, that inevitably, because of what's going on, there's going to be uh, this, this inevitable, well, I don't mean to be redundant there, that there's going to be this need that arises that makes us recognize that changes have to be made in some way. This can be a time that, and I've seen this already happening even in the past few days with clients, with friends, with people at uh, the, the store where I do readings and things um, and people coming in. There has been this really strong theme of relationships undergoing significant uh, challenges. Uh, a lot of relationships are ending. A lot of people are seeing that relationships need to come to an end because they're no longer serving the need that they have for that relationship. 
they feel as if either they have nothing left to offer it or perhaps they feel they're giving everything but they're not getting anything back. There's a lot of people who feel as if they have lost their identity, lost their sense of self to the relationship and they are almost desperate to get that back um, because they are now out of relationship with themselves. And that's another theme because the relationship can also be with the self and issues around how we are in relationship with ourselves, how we see ourselves is another big aspect that can be coming up during this time. Um, This can also be a really uh, interesting time for relationships in the sense that it offers us the chance to kind of come back to basics in the relationship, to rediscover what it is and why it is that we came into the relationship in the first place and how we can come back to some of those aspects that perhaps have gotten a little bit lost along the way. If relationships are ending, this is also a chance to come back to the basics, if you will, to say, well, what is it that I really look for? What is it that I really need now from relationships? And as we move forward, hopefully we have, one, learned from the relationship experience and have a greater sense of understanding for what it is that we need in relationships Overall, because just because we got out of a romantic relationship, what we learned from that can certainly apply to also how we operate and what we need, say, from a business relationship, from a friendship, from a family uh, relationship. So, you know, it's it's not about any one kind of relationship. And we really want to look at it and say, what is this teaching or revealing to me or helping me understand about myself uh, that I can apply to all types of relationships. Um, and, you know, it's it's also thinking about, because we grow and we evolve and we change, and, and I would encourage you, even if coming out of relationships, we can look back at these things with gratitude so that we can be thankful for, if nothing else, what it helped us to learn, understand, or see about ourselves so that we can grow, evolve, we can be better a better person as we move forward and also so that we can be a better relationship partner as we move forward in all relationships in our life. Um, I, there is uh, there, there's a, a blog that I read and they brought up a really good point that I think is just a really good question to ask regarding relationships um, and why we get into them and uh Hopefully I can find it. I just wanted to make sure that I uh, was saying it correctly. Uh, Yes. So um, what they said was, and I'm just going to to read a sentence here. Sorry. Relationships force us to change and grow on levels that we cannot reach on our own. Yet in this day and age, most relationships are built upon lunar needs which are emotions and stability, rather than genuine love and affection. So I wanted to bring that up because I think that's an important theme for us to be thinking about with this full moon and the eclipse and everything that's happening, is really looking at how our relationships help us to grow, help us to change, especially in ways that we feel we couldn't have done just on our own. Because 
there are, are ways of seeing ourselves, there are aspects of ourselves that may be brought out or that other people may recognize in us in a very positive way that we may take for granted, that we may not notice, that we may tend to be more critical of. But, you know, having that reflection back from someone else in relationship is is very key to being able to grow in certain ways that we might not be able to do otherwise uh, just on our own. So that's one thing to think about and say, are my relationships helping me to do that? Are they helping me to grow? Are they helping me to change in ways that I feel are about evolving and are positive rather than feeling stuck or rather or that are not negative uh, or holding me back from being my full self? Uh, and, and can I recognize the relationships that do help me to do that and really recommit to them and recognize how I can continue to um, support and, and, and fully be present in those kinds of relationships. And are there relationships that perhaps have helped me to do that, but they've they've done that as much as they can, and therefore maybe it's time for me to move on from that relationship you know, and, and we could see how this could play out, say, our relationship to work or career, because maybe we can see how a particular job has helped us to really grow and to change. But maybe now I've given it everything I have to offer. It's given me everything that it has to offer. And if I stay there, it's just going to continue to just coast along and kind of stagnate in place. So it's time for a change. It's time to end that relationship in order to move on, grateful for and recognizing what it gave me but knowing that staying in it is not going to necessarily going to continue to give me things that I need um, if I want to continue to grow and evolve on a career level. So I, I use that just as an example because I just want to make sure we're looking at all types of relationships and really thinking about that. The other aspect in here that I thought was really important is what is it that we really go into and build relationships on? What do we look for? Why do we go into relationship in the first place? And you know, here this person says that it, they feel that today most people go into relationships based on emotional uh, needs and and for the sense of stability uh, and security um, instead of love and affection. So a lot of times, love and affection gets second priority to having my emotional needs met or 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 entering into them or acting in ways or staying in them for more base kind of emotions, um, which is like saying, you know, well, it makes me feel safe. It makes me feel okay. It makes me feel like at, at least it makes me feel I'm not alone. And while we understand and those aren't necessarily bad things, if those are the only reasons that we are in relationships, then we may be missing out on a whole nother level and a whole depth of relationship experience that can really help us in the growth uh, uh, potential uh, and evolution potential for ourselves as individuals. Um, which, again, if I go back to my work example, we can see how that would apply because a lot of people stay in a job because it's stable, because it's safe, because it's secure. And that's meeting some base needs, but that's not necessarily 
necessarily staying in a job because we really love it, because it really connects with us or offers us something at a deeper level or because it's really continuing to help us grow and to change and evolve. And this is this is what we're really being challenged by with everything going on with this full moon and this eclipse and everything is this desire for that deeper experience from relationships and almost being forced to have to look at the relationships we have and how they may not be giving us that deeper experience and then questioning, is that okay for us? Is that enough for us? It's like being thirsty. Am I okay kind of being thirsty all the time, even though this this gives me something to drink when I need it, but it doesn't necessarily satiate or satisfy my thirst, so I always have a craving. And I think that's one way to really think about what's going on um, with this particular period of time and really just pay attention to how these things are coming up for us. Um there's also an aspect of um, this full moon, and, and I kind of was talking or alluded to it, I guess, or it was present in what I was talking about a minute ago, in that there are ways that we can grow and change and evolve as individuals that is not possible without being in relationship to someone or something else. And there there's kind of this tug of war that's going on because Aries and a full moon in Aries, especially Aries is so individualistic and it's so much about what I want, but it's also about going after it and thinking I'm, I, I can do this on my own. I don't need anybody else. I'm just going to, you know, make things happen. And one thing that this, this full moon period is really about with this eclipse, especially um, is it's, learning how to soften that sense of I have to do it or go it alone stance so that we can actually be more welcoming and receptive and understanding of what other people and other things have to offer us in relationship. We can get so focused on ourselves and what we want or what we need, and then think that, and I think that this probably applies too because we're in the sign of, <laughs> uh, well, we, we've just moved into Libra. So that's a lot about relationships, and we need to find that balance. And we've just come out of Virgo. Um, but Mars is in Virgo. It just moved into Virgo and goes until uh, November 12th. And I, I think that that also probably plays into this because Virgo can be very, perfectionist, <laughs> uh, detail-oriented. And so part of this kind of tug of war may be going on of, I know what I want and I know best what that needs to look like or how I need to go about doing that. But we may also need to realize I can't necessarily do it best, nor can I necessarily see what's best or be my best self without being in relationship with someone or something else as part of the process. So this is really a time when we're being asked to, um, yes, to, to strengthen our commitment to what our ideals are, to, um, but, but to find that balance between 
sacrificing the self and what the self wants and needs for the ability to experience what being in relationship with another can have to offer rather than always feeling as if we're being constrained or limited or held back in some way because of being in relationship. And so the key to that, of course, is that balance point where it says, I have to look at relationships and really assess, is everyone in the relationship contributing equally? Is everyone in the relationship, including myself, fully committed, fully present, fully participating, fully committed, oh, sorry, I already said that, <laughs> um, fully uh, motivated by a mutual devotion to uh, there there needs to be a mutual sense of this is what we both want where we're working towards a common goal a common ideal we're both looking for getting out of being in relationship with each other similar types of things that doesn't mean we have to both have the exact same goals it just means we both see this relationship as something that helps each of us grow and evolve, that it, it it serves each of us in ways that could not be served individually. And we are both willing to enter into this relationship, commit to this relationship, participate in this relationship in a way that honors that and acknowledges that for both of us rather than for just one of us. So I know there's some... Uh, Big themes as well as some challenging themes, but this is this is really some of the the big things that are getting um, uh, stirred up and 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 almost turbulent because of the energies that are present right now with this full moon in Aries combined with it being a supermoon, just meaning it's closest to the Earth, so therefore it's stronger than usual, and the lunar eclipse all on top of everything. <laughs> um, so hopefully that one helps to give you a sense of what's going on as well, You why you may be feeling certain things or why there may be particular issues and, and themes that seem very prevalent right now in ourselves and in our lives. And also hopefully a way to think about it to start using it in a way that is productive and that we can really say, how do I work with this energy rather than just feel as if we are overwhelmed or, um, or, or, or going crazy or don't know what to do because of all of this stuff that's swirling around us. Um, yes, there may be some difficult decisions or some challenging things happening, especially in regards to relationships. Um, but, if we can approach them and say, okay, then how do I use this to be better as myself and to be better in future relationships rather than to just play the victim, then we're going to find that we can move through this period um, more gracefully uh, as well as more successfully in the long run and look back to this not so much as, oh, that's a really painful time in my life, but to be able to see it as, oh, this is why I'm now who I am 
as a future self. This is now why I'm in this successful relationship or having a better success in relationship because of that. Therefore, I can look back at that and find a sense of gratitude, find a sense of forgiveness, find a sense of compassion um, rather than just anger or blame or, or avoidance of those particular areas or situations in our lives. Um, and I did use the work example because Jupiter moves into Virgo uh, very recently and will be there through September of next year. And that also brings up a lot of emphasis on things like work uh, and, and the practical side of life, but also health and the details of our life. So I encourage you to just to not just get stuck in thinking about relationships and when you hear that word always thinking about personal or romantic relationships but to think about everything we have relationship with in our lives and to be willing to examine that and look at it in the same way are are both sides of the relationship even if it's a job are both sides of the relationship participating in the support and growth and acknowledgement of each other? Uh, am I am I fully present in it, or do I just go through the motions? Um, am I there just because of stability and security, or does it hold on to me because it finds me to be a source of stability and security rather than... Um, being in it for a deeper purpose or 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 having a deeper sense of um what it may have to offer so i offer you those thoughts for your consideration during this full moon in aries with a lunar eclipse and being a supermoon and a blood moon and oh my gosh it's just so much um and hopefully that's given you a little bit to think about so we're going to take a quick break and uh, when we do, I wanted to start with that just because it's been all over the media and it's just kind of a big thing astrologically. So I thought I would start with that. And when we come back, we're going to go to a couple of readings uh, or I mean, a couple of people waiting for readings. So uh, enjoy this break and we will be right back. Firefly Willows, L-I-V-E. Enjoy the show. Hello, 
And welcome back. My name is Hi C. I am your host today for the Firefly Willows LIVE monthly call-in show, which we do every fourth Sunday of the month. A full show dedicated to offering you the chance to call in and receive a reading live on the air. And we are going to go ahead and move to our first caller. And this is someone calling from area code 845. Are you there? Good afternoon. Yes, this is Barbara. I'm calling from New York. Well, hello, Barbara in New York. Thank you for calling in. What is it that we can look at for? I say thank you to you for choosing me because today's eclipse is occurring exactly on top of my natal sun. Oh, my goodness. The eclipse, the eclipse is at 4 degrees and 40 minutes, Aries. My sun is 4 degrees, 35 minutes, Aries. Wow. <laughs> so it is, is funneling right down to my crown. <laughs> It, well, and well, I don't know. It sounds like you know a little bit about astrology. Um, yes. But you know, do you pay attention to the asteroids as well? Oh yes, especially Chiron. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, so um, and today we have. Um, uh, I have to think of which Juno one. And, Juno and Juno and Vesta. Juno and Vesta are involved. Yes, and so. Uh, and, and I just I thought of that and, and bring that up just because for you, um, Vesta, uh, let's see, uh, no, Juno is conjoined to the sun. That's right. And, and that's Uncle and marriage. Juno, and, and Juno is in the first house, which is for personal identity. So I would think if I go back to what I was just talking about with all the full moon stuff, that would probably say a lot what's coming up for you is uh, about who are you, who is yourself in relationship, and and how do you maintain that, how do you lose that, and examining relationships to say, who am I in these relationships, how do these relationships define me, how do they play into my personal identity, and is that, is that a constructive thing, a positive thing, or is that a negative thing, or something getting in the way of who I really want to be or see myself as? I'd mm-hmm. better toss that in. <laughs> Um, so, did you have a, a particular question you wanted us to look at? Well, there is a, uh, a question I would have, but I'm not certain. Perhaps because of the importance of the eclipse hitting my sun, maybe I, sh- I should uh, just allow the cards to talk to me. Uh, well, do you have a feel about it one way or the other? Well, I, I always think if there was a question that prompted you to want to get a reading, it's important for you to ask that because it's coming up for a reason. Okay. Um, for 20 years, I've, um, I've been waiting for the opportunity to create a conscious equal partnership, spiritual partnership. And um, I've recently met somebody this summer through a business transaction, and um, he, he seems to fit the bill for... I've been told there are going to be two candidates who will come, and I get to choose which one I think will um, most make me happy. And um, this is the first one, and it's taken 20 years from him to get here. So I'd like to see what the cards say about the potential of he and I reaching a place in relationship that we could begin a conscious, equal, spiritual partnership. 
Well, and, and that question directly relates to everything going on with this. I mean, another word for partnership is relationship. <laughs> That's right. So, you know, I, I th- and, and if we bring in that personal identity and the sun stuff, this is about, it's all about you and how you see yourself and what you want in relationships. So it, it's, it's a question that's perfectly related to everything going on. I'm glad that we right. made sure to ask it. <laughs> um, Thank you. And it relates to this specific person that I've just met. Right. So the cards that have come up, well, what's the day and month of your birth? March 25th. Okay. So Um, I use that because I always like to look and see what uh, the the year number and the year card is. And by year, I mean birthday to birthday. Um, so you're in a nine year, and nine is a number of completions and endings of cycles and that kind of thing. So it's interesting that this person may be coming up now because it may be representing the first step in the next phase or the next cycle. Um, yeah. as we are closing out the previous chapter of relationships or relationship experiences and that kind of thing. Um, it, one thing that a nine-year does emphasize is it wants to make sure that we have closed up all of the loose ends. So we can't have things lingering about from before um, prior to entering into the new. So if there's any you know, emotional residue, if there's any little things that are still tied to the past, we need to make sure that that is completely dealt with and done with as we move into the new thing, rather than carrying any of that old into the new. Um, And nine is also a number of patterns. So it often is a a year when... um, our awareness is brought to patterns or habits that we might uh, fall into or that we might repeat, and whether those continue to serve us, whether those are still healthy for us, or whether it's now time for us to actively change or or um, break them, uh, rather than letting them continue or f- finding ourselves unconsciously falling back into them over and over again. Uh, so like a new person coming in, can be an opportunity to recognize patterns or habits from previous relationship experiences and now do those serve me? And if not, how do I make sure I don't accidentally, quote unquote, fall into them again and repeat what's happened before rather than actually let this be a completely new thing? Um, The cards that came up, so the card for you is the Ace of Swords reversed. The card for the other person is the Eight of Cups. And the card for the relationship between the two of you is the Queen of Pentacles. So one thing that this would tell me is that we don't want to... It's almost like saying, make this a platonic friendship first. And uh, and get to know each other in that way, and then right. I agree. I think that would be appropriate here. Yeah, um, and so you know we we don't want to be in a hurry. Uh, the the fact that the eight of cups came up for this other person could indicate that this is someone who is still in the process of letting go of something or moving on from something, 
and um, that combined with the Ace of Swords reversed for you would say we don't need you getting entangled in some of the turbulence or fallout from that. Uh, so it'd be like if if we were getting involved with somebody who's still in the process of getting a divorce, then we need to wait until all of that is done and behind them rather than finding ourselves in any way uh, caught up in that in some way. Um, yes. So, so with that Eight of Cups there, we, part of what we would look at is once this person has fully and completely moved on, and this is where we could go to the nine because if – if even though it's a nine year for you, it could still indicate that one thing you want to pay attention to is other people's endings and whether they have completely tied up all of their loose ends so that there hmm. isn't anything there that pulls you back as well as you try to create something new. Um, so just pay attention to what this person is dealing with or going through and especially in areas or things where they are moving on from something um, because we want to make sure they have fully moved on and that there is nothing still left for them to deal with or to do with that before we more fully enter into any sort of relationship with them. Excellent. Um, But there are are nice cards here for moving forward uh, to some extent. I mean, the, the, the Emperor card comes up, which can be nice, but it just says that we need you to make sure that you get involved with somebody who is mature, who is responsible, who takes ownership of themselves and their lives uh, and doesn't make excuses for things, um, who has uh, is has either reached or is at least establishing a sense of stability, a sense of foundation for themselves rather than constantly being in flux or has a lot of instability or insecurity and things going on for them. So those are the things that you really want to pay attention to that are really important and are going to be key criteria to recognize uh, who is the right person to be considering any sort of partnership with at this time for you. I'm right on board with all of this. This all sounds right. And it also is applicable um, to this person, too. Excellent. Excellent. Um, Anything of the Queen of Pentacles? Well, well, one, the Queen of Pentacles is, is why I said keeping this platonic for the moment is probably the better thing because queens are the mother figure and a Pentacles is the earth suit. Uh, and so it's it's queens give birth to something, but they also nurture and support and cultivate things. So having that in the relationship position says that we need to really mother this relationship um, kind of allow it its gestation period to gently cultivate and support it as it grows rather than having any rush. Earth or pentacles is the, the slowest of the suits, if you will. Um, and so that 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 need to think of like giving birth, it's like it takes nine months, you know, um, to from conception to birth. So it's the relationship needs time to establish its roots, to find its footing and to not feel any sort of pressure or push or rush um, to become something more than what it's ready to be. Uh, And if we think of like earth as foundation, 
than those past things where we have to make sure all of the past things are kind of tied up and done. We want to make sure there's nothing that is kind of getting into the wet cement or the wet concrete that we've poured for the foundation that can create a crack or an instability later rather than knowing nothing was there to um, uh, to get to, to to taint the process, to dirty the foundation, or to weaken the foundation in any way. Mm-hmm. Excellent, thank you. This is very good. I really like this very much. It's very You're good welcome. counsel. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and just a little thought. You know, when you said something about the today, the moon is in the seventh house. It made me think of Hair, the Broadway show Hair, and the and the song. <laughs> yeah. When the moon is in the seventh house and Jupiter aligns with Mars, they're both in Virgo. This is the age of Aquarius. And that's it probably a big significance of today, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so thank you so very much. Yeah. Everyone go listen to that song and then we'll all know what to do today. <laughs> <laughs> thanks a lot. Well, thanks. You have a good day, too. Bye. Thanks for calling in. All right. So we'll go to our next caller, and this is going to be someone who is calling from area code 347. Are you there, caller, in area code 347? Hello, 347? (laughs) I heard a little ding. Is there a caller there in area code 347? Well, it seems that either they are distracted or perhaps they're not there. So I'm going to put them on hold. Hopefully, if they're still listening, if you're calling from area code 347, then I'm going to come to you next. I'm going to go ahead and take a quick little break. And when we come back, if you're still on the line, we're going to check in and see if you are there. And we are going to come to you next. So area code 347, pay attention if you have called in. And we will be right back. Sonó la campana y el fin de semana se deja ver Vestido de traje, lujuria salvaje bajo mi pie Llegó la fiesta pa' tu boquita, todo. 
Firefly Willows L-I-V-E. We're working hard to be your trusted source for fun, enlightening, and heart-centered information and community. And we're passionate about the art of transformative media, the new leading edge of communication in our highly connected, media-rich world. If you're passionate about facilitating change and you have gifts or ideas you'd like to share, come join us, host a show, or be a guest. Or connect us to an amazing speaker or teacher whose message is too good to miss. There's always room for courageous, knowledgeable change makers, inspired artists, and new ideas. Let us know you're interested. Send an email to info at fireflywillows.com. We're Firefly Willows L-I-V-E, helping you find and shine your inner light. And welcome back. My name is Hi C. I am your host for today on our monthly call-in show where you have a chance to call in for a reading live on the air. We do we offer this particular show the fourth Sunday of every month. Uh, you can always listen back to previous shows of this or any other show under the Firefly Willows L I V E channel. Uh, you can find those on Blog Talk Radio, blogtalkradio.com slash Firefly Willows Live. Or you can find them on iTunes. Just do a quick search for Firefly Willows and they will pop right up for you as a podcast. So I'm going to just check in one more time and see if the caller from area code 347, are you there? Hello, area code 347. All right, then. Maybe they're just wanting to listen in today and not get a reading. That's perfectly fine. So uh, one thing I wanted to do is I wanted to uh, pull a card for this full moon, lunar eclipse, uh, super moon, blood moon (laughs) period. Um, And uh, I wanted to pull it from something called the, the, um, the Isis Oracle just a a deck that I use. And the card that came up, I think, is completely appropriate, especially considering that this is a moon in Aries, which is all about, uh, it's all about, you know, the the self, but it's also about uh, going after what we want and really initiating things and getting things started. I mean, Aries is the first sign of the, the zodiac cycle. And so it's all about uh, initiating new cycles and and moving something forward in a new way and really putting a lot of fire, a lot of energy behind um, propelling it ahead. Um, and it's going after what we want. It's pursuing our desires. It's having goals and being ambitious and really saying there's nothing that can stop me and going after whatever it is that we're setting out to accomplish or achieve. And the card that came up is no surprise, actually, from the Isis Oracle, because it's called the Temple of Carnelian, uh, entering the fierce belly of Sekhmet. So, Temple of Carnelian. Carnelian is a crystal, 
Uh, it's kind of a reddish-orange crystal, and it's very much a crystal that often uh, is associated with or really supports and works with the second chakra. The second chakra is basically like the genital region, and that's a chakra that represents um, birth. It represents uh, that the creative force of pushing something out into the world and, and bringing it into being, of, of manifesting things that have been gestating within us that we have been pondering or considering or thinking about, and now it's time to give birth to it and really start to make it real and start to make it happen. So not a surprise that the Temple of Carnelian card would come up because Carnelian would be all about that Aries uh, aspect of getting things going, initiating a new cycle, um, birthing something into being that we have been working towards or building up to or considering in some way. And whether that means initiating something by having to end or let go of something, like we talked about with relationships, or whether this is just something brand new that we have been pondering or planning or has just kind of been this impulse within us that we know we've wanted to do but haven't yet actually set down the path on, it's now time. Because when this card comes up, it's basically a card that says yes. It's time to uh, say yes to whatever it is that you have been asking the question about. You know, should I do this? Yes. Is it time for me to do this? Yes. Do I need to wait anymore? Well, there it would actually be a no. But the idea is that we're saying yes to let's take action rather than waiting on. Um, because it's a very active card. It's a very, uh, you know, get things going, make things happen kind of card. Uh, so um, any anything... The, the idea behind this card, one of the ideas, is that anything that has been an obstacle or a challenge to manifesting our desire or our goal is either now cleared away or we now have the ability to clear it away and therefore we need to not hold back any longer. We need to not wait any longer. It's time to take action on because we know there is something more or something new uh, that is awaiting us, there is greater potential or other opportunity that is waiting for us, and we need to now start doing what is necessary to move towards that, to open the way for that to come to us, and to open ourselves to being able to start moving towards it rather than just waiting for it to come to us to somehow change our situation for us versus we now say, I'm going to actively pursue that, even if that means moving away from something, letting go of something, or challenging myself to do something in a way or that I have just often felt challenged by or fearful of doing or didn't believe in myself that I was capable of doing. Um, it certainly allows, I mean, we can have a little bump here and there, but there's nothing that says we can't go down this path. You know, we're we're up to the challenge and there's no reason for us to hold back. Now, if we if we talk about Sekhmet, um, because the 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 other what well, a subtitle of this card I guess um, is called entering the fierce belly of Sekhmet. So the fact that we're entering the belly means we're going from the second chakra into the third chakra, or they're working together. Third chakra is that seat of personal power. It's where we we operate from that propels us to go after what we want and to be who we are as fully in the world as possible. Um, it's where that, it, it, it's, it's the chakra that 
is kind of where our ambitions, our motivations uh, lie, our willingness to do comes from. It's that fire in the belly, you know, aspect of things. So entering into that means that we're moving into that place of personal power. We want to come back into that personal seat of who we are and what we're capable of, believe in ourselves, and then start stoking that fire so that we can start going after it and manifesting it. And Sekhmet brings up you know, all sorts of aspects of things like boldness and courage. Um, it's about uh, knowing we have the strength within us to do, to make happen, to manifest, to overcome, um, to, to say yes, uh, to, to move away from, to no longer overly compromise ourselves for. Uh, so it, it really is a, a moment of uh, challenging ourselves, but pushing ourselves and believing in ourselves and then having the boldness and courage to be ourselves and to go after what we want and to know what it is that we really need and to release those things that don't necessarily serve that and to also open ourselves and be willing to really go after those things that we recognize do seem to serve what it is that we really want and need at this moment, at this point in our lives. The idea is it's really anything that gets us fired up, anything that really makes us feel alive, anything that really just stokes that firing and sparks our interest and says, this is what makes me feel fully myself. This is what really helps me to become more of myself and to make me feel more comfortable about being myself in the world rather than doubting or questioning or judging myself in some way. Um, it's, it's, it's encouraging us to start doing the things we need to in order to live the life that we were born to live. And to you know, with the fire, it says we burn away or we release those things that hold us back or that limit us from being our full selves and living our full lives, um, and that it's time to start actively engaging all of the things that can allow us to be our full and true selves um, as much as possible uh, in, in our lives or in any situation. Um, and, and you know, and with that gut, it's like trusting your gut because that's where that third chakra is. So it's also saying, you know, really just trust your gut to guide you through whatever situation, um, whatever relationship, whatever aspect it is, trust what your gut is telling you and also trust your gut to get you through it and don't doubt yourself or second guess yourself or override what your gut is telling you is the right time or the best thing to do. Um, we're, we're being encouraged to reach a little higher to go beyond who we've been into the next phase of who we can be and who we envision ourselves to be, to pursue our destiny and to believe in our calling and to really um, expand into that and trust that whatever is needed to move to that next stage is what is going to be right for us, and therefore we're not going to hold back from doing those things that are necessary. Um, you know, follow your passions. Really, anything that 
you're passionate about, this is the time to fully engage in it. Um, any place that you have experienced success, this is the time to build on that. This is the time to see that and use that to say, I see how and where I've been successful, so how can I take that to the next level? It's now time. So, those are just a few of the aspects of that card coming up that says, here's what this oracle wanted to say about this particular time, and as you move forward, utilizing the energies of this full moon with its lunar eclipse to really end and begin things new. You know, things that need to be ended, we end, but it also means we're opening up space for the new to come in, for us to start um, entering into new things in some way. So I think having said that, I'm going to let you mull on that a bit. It looks like we have one more person uh, in the queue for readings. So I'm going to take another quick break, and then we will come back and do that reading as we head towards the uh, the, the latter part of the show, the conclusion of the show on this full moon lunar eclipse day. So we will be right back.
am the host of both Revolution as well as the Amethyst Oracle here on Firefly Willows L-I-V-E. And I am your host today for our monthly call-in show where you have a chance to call in for a reading live on the air. Uh, if you'd like to contact me personally, you can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash C, or you can visit my website, net, or send me an email, C at net. Uh, I'm happy to hear from you, and if you have any questions or would like to set up a, a private session um, to go more in-depth into some questions or things that you have, um, I offer those, and I do offer those in person as well as by FaceTime, Skype, or phone, so there's um, distance doesn't really matter where you are. Um, we can do that, and I offer tarot readings. Uh, I incorporate some other things into that, and I also offer consultations for ritual and magic if there are things that you'd like to do to uh, enhance or to help energetically support what it is that may come up in a reading, or if there are things you're trying to do or create or change in your life, I can consult you on some things that we might be able to do to help bring that about as well. So I'm going to go to our next caller, and this is someone calling from area code 650. Are you there, caller, in area code 650? Yes, of course. Hi, hi, this is Yuli. Oh, hello, Yuli. And where are you calling How from? How are you? From I... the San Francisco Bay area. All right. Well, thanks for calling in. What is it that you'd like for us yeah. to look at for you today? Oh, of course, relationship. How appropriate. Uh, I got on uh, probably about 30 minutes into the program, and I did not hear the first part, but everything you say is just so intriguing and very interesting. So my question is about the relationship with my husband. Okay. And are we just looking into that to see how it's going or something in particular you wanted to, to, to look at in the relationship? Uh, yes, in general. Just like you say that I, I do feel I have to stack my energy lately. And uh, uh, I'm not quite used to uh, grow blood. And I'm trying to... Uh, I think our relationship is uh, coming to an end in a certain level, okay? And I'm trying to get the old ones out, and so hopefully we can make room for the new, to build the new relationship. Okay. Um, certainly that seems to be supported by the cards that are coming up. I would encourage you to go back and listen to the first part of the show because I talked a lot about what this today is, the full moon in Aries with the lunar eclipse and all of that. And it's all about big questions around relationships and how they serve us and whether they still serve us and who we are in them. So I would encourage you to go back and listen to some of that as well. Because um, sure. it, it's no surprise that all of this is kind of coming up or it may, you may feel as if it's kind of coming to a head right now because that's what right. this the, the energy of this moon and everything and the eclipse and everything going on is really about. Yeah, uh, um, yeah it's amazing. <laughs> so, uh, so we'll start with the cards that came up individually for you. The card that came up for you 
is the Five of Swords reversed. And the card that came up for your husband is the Eight of Wands. And Uh the the card for the relationship is the Ten of Wands reversed. So... You know the the fact that the five of wands, uh, sorry, the five of swords comes up reversed for you. Um, uh-huh. When that card reverses, now we can look at that a couple of ways. Traditionally, the five of swords upright represents divorce, and reversing it could indicate okay, we don't have to go to the extreme of divorce, but it does indicate as a reversal that it's time to, one, um, surrender, which means kind of throwing in the white towel and say, okay, I can't keep fighting to force this to be the way that I think it should be versus I have to find a compromise or find some some point in the middle where we can meet uh, and see if we can start working from there. The fact that the the full moon is in Aries with the eclipse, like I was just saying a little while ago, is that this is about a whole new zodiac cycle because the Aries kicks off the the new zodiac cycle. So it's a it's a, a whole new opportunity for beginnings and for a new season or a new cycle of things to begin. But the key here, and this is what I talked about in the first part that you might want to listen to, the key here is everyone in relationships has to be participating in equal measure. Everyone has to be willing to be putting in the effort and commitment towards a common goal, a common vision, a common ideal. Mm So, And Five of Swords reversed also says, Uh, Five of Swords sometimes is a card that comes up that represents comparison. And so when it reverses, you have to stop comparing yourself or stop comparing your relationship to other people so that you can start looking at it and creating it in a way that says, this is this relationship, not a relationship in comparison to how somebody else's is working or what somebody else's looks like or who somebody else is that I'm not, or whatever comparison that we get trapped into. So we also have to be able to move forward by not creating comparisons too. And that could even mean not comparing it to the past, but simply allowing it to be something new um, that can be created and can become its own thing, rather than having to be a reaction against a comparison to something from the past. The Eight of Wands, representing your husband. Um, well, one thing I would ask with this card, does he travel a lot? Uh, some, not necessarily. A lot. So, Eight of Wands can often be somebody who is on the go all of the time. Um, mm-hmm. and, but it also represents uh, just speed or quickness. And this is somebody who is either ready to move into something else or move on from something. There's, there's um, it, Either they don't have any patience anymore for just the way things are, 
or they are anxious to get something moving forward that perhaps has been talked about in the past or considered in the past but hasn't had anything done um, to actually move it forward. So uh, are, are these things that you're talking about, are they things that you and your husband have talked about previously but haven't really put a lot of effort or action towards implementing up to this point? Mm. No, I, I I can't think of anything. Okay, well, th- then then this would probably say that this is someone who is going to want to see see things happen quickly. So if, if we're going to start talking about things, or if we're going to start um, suggesting things to do, this is someone who is going to want to see those things happening sooner rather than later, quickly rather than slowly. Um. And the the Ten of Wands coming in there reversed as well for the the relationship position um, also says that what we need to do is we need to um, release and alleviate the burdens or the weight that the relationship has been under and stressed by so that it can have a chance to breathe, have a chance to relax. And the nice thing is when you move out of the Ten of Wands, you're moving into the Ace. So it's the opportunity to move into something new. But Ten of Wands would say the relationship has taken on way too much weight. It's it's burdened by way too much responsibility, way too many obligations. And we need to lessen those and lighten the load that the relationship carries so that it actually has a chance to breathe and to grow and to move into something, which would also go to releasing old things. So old responsibilities, old obligations, it's time to bring those to an end so that the relationship can move forward without still being burdened by all of those things. Um, So do you think that there are some things that, just the relationship has that we need to release. Um, It'd be like a relationship that's under strain because of money, and it has to do with we have this vacation home that we never go to but is always having to pay on, or we have these obligations over here that we're always having to deal with. It's those kind of things that you really want to look at and say, okay, what are things that are the old that need to be done away with so that the relationship is not so burdened by responsibilities and obligations that are basically it's straining under the weight of and can't move forward because those obligations and responsibilities are too heavy for the relationship to to change or become anything else. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Um okay. Uh I'm accusing him flirting to other people. Does this make sense? Um, Say that one more time. I'm accusing him flirting around. So you're you're flirting with other people or you are accusing him of flirting with other people? I'm accusing him. Okay. Well... Even if he is, that Eight of Wands would say mm-hmm. that 
it's 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 a it's a it's a momentary thing. There's like there's no substance to it. You know, it it it's yeah, something. Yeah, I know. But it just I don't know. I'm trying. I I, I want to let it go, but I can't. I feel betrayed. I know just, it's just it. So so are you feeling betrayed just he from? He doesn't know Lord? how to draw a boundary. <laughs> Well, are you feeling betrayed just because he's you're, you, like you're jealous just because he's flirting with other people, or have there been things that he has acted on that you're feeling betrayed about? I don't really want to go too much into detail on air. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, no, that's okay. Um, that probably answers the question. Um, well. What would your choice be? Would you So, first I'm going to come back to the comparison idea. If we mm-hmm. if we compare ourselves to what other people have done in this kind of a situation, we may think that's what I need to do too. So, if we know other people where there has has been flirting or there has been infidelity or whatever and we and we have seen them say, you know, I can't deal with that, therefore they got a divorce. If we compare ourselves to that and let that be how we make our decisions, then we're going to get into trouble because we can't make our decisions by comparing what other people have done in the same kind of situation and think that's what I need to do versus listening to ourselves as to what we think is best to do. So the question would become for you is, do you want this relationship to continue or do you feel the things that have happened that you can't move past have indicated to you this relationship has served what it can but has nothing left to offer and if I stay in it, I'm just going to lose myself and not really have myself be able to change and to grow as part of being in the relationship versus feeling stuck. my questions <laughs> do I really want to do um, I think I think if there are certain things I'm mad at him not relating to this flirtation and I know he's a people person and he needs attention and uh, affection but because of other things, I'm so mad at him, and uh, so I'm kind of like cutting him off. Mm-hmm. So to me, I do understand what you say, that in some way, I, I know that he has the need to get attention, okay? And so on that part, it adds to another thing I am unhappy with him, and I know I need to change myself somewhat, and then to get out of this uh, endless pattern. Well, and and the key is making sure that 
things that you're seeing in yourself that you say, I need to change this in myself or about myself, is things that you recognize are about your own growth as a person rather than trying to be what somebody else wants us to be or comparing yourself to how somebody else is and thinking, I need to be more like that rather than feeling as if this is simply how I see I need to grow or change or evolve in myself in order to be a better person for myself first and then for mm-hmm. other people as well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the the three of wands comes up here, and when it came up, my first thought was, when is the last time the two of you took a trip together? Um, well, we go to Tahoe every year. But I think it, because we've been doing it for so long, so it's almost like a not really a trip. Well, right. It's 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 a habit. It's a routine. <laughs> um, right, right, right. Yeah. Because the 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 three of wands is about going into some place foreign or new. It's some place that allows us to have a new experience, or it's foreign culture, or it expands our horizons in some way. Um, mm-hmm. And so this would indicate that something that could really be helpful is Mm -hmm. taking a trip away together that is someplace completely new for both of you so that you're discovering Mm -hmm. it and experiencing it for the first time together, which Mm -hmm. in some ways can create a closeness because it means, you know, like if two people go to someplace where they don't speak the language, they kind of feel a little bit of a bond and they have to rely on each other a little more and then they both feel the satisfaction of having figured something out together or whatever. Mm-hmm. So whether whether it's a big trip like that or a weekend getaway or something like that, but part of this is about getting out and about and away from everyone and everything that reminds us of our daily routine or of the past or that kind of thing so that we can just... Mm-hmm reconnect, revisit, and then maybe have conversations about things without any of the surroundings or influence of things that are part of what we're talking about getting in the way of Mm -hmm. us being able to just freely talk about them. Mm -hmm. There's... if, 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 If the choice is to try to move this relationship to another level and make this relationship work, then there are cards here, especially for the outcome cards, the Queen of Cups, the Ten of Pentacles, that say we could very successfully be able to do that. But that Queen of Cups would say, I have to, meaning you, (laughs) I have to be completely comfortable and at ease with who I am and how I am And I Uh have to feel as if there is a flow back and forth of if this person is thirsty, say, for affection, then I have to allow myself to be able to open up and give that to them without any judgment, criticism, expectation, or otherwise. And I have to also make myself open and receptive so that they have access to me rather than feel they're always hitting a wall that is blocking mm-hmm. or freezing them out in some way. Mm-hmm. So if you were willing to do the work around that for yourself, 
to both be um, to to allow more to flow from you, but also to be more open and receptive and accessible to others, then we would see this ability to be able to um, shift and transform the relationship. Uh But ultimately, the Queen of Cups says, what would make you personally happiest? Mm -hmm. And that's where you have to operate from, and that's how you have to make decisions from that place. What is it that Mm -hmm. I'm thirsty for? What is it that I need to be happy? But also, am I willing to listen and offer what someone else I'm in relationship with needs as well in order to be happy? And can I allow myself to fully and freely give that while also asking for and receiving fully and freely what they have to offer. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot, Aries is fire, so there's a lot about this being a time when it says we have to burn away the old in order for the new to be able to come about. But if we're going to hold on to the old, then we can't keep forcing or getting frustrated about the new not being able to happen. So part of it is about, yes, some of the things you said that maybe you need to work on changing in yourself are certainly true and valid. But you want to make sure that you're doing those for yourself and not just for somebody else because you will start to resent or be angry at someone for expecting or for making you change. But if you do it for yourself, then you know that you can be happy in yourself or satisfied and and fulfilled in yourself because you recognize what you needed to do for yourself and you did it, which would then have a positive effect on the relationship as a whole. Right on. Yeah, absolutely. Basically, I just feel like it when you were talking about this uh, Sekma energy, that's how I feel. Uh, that's how I, I've been acting in, in this relationship. And I feel like I have to do something just to make it's it's for myself, not just to please him or because he's demanding me just to make him happy. Right. And I have to, it has to come from my standpoint. That's why I think I'm not quite used to be so strong or I I feel like I'm drawing blood, but I know it's not. And (laughs) so, and and thank you for pointing out that uh, this, and the, the validation that uh, I have to be open and receptive, and it got to be some kind of flow. And I was thinking about traveling, and maybe we should go to somewhere just to get us out of this normal daily situation, and so we can have different perspectives. And so I know, like, uh, if um I'm looking at the whole relationship. It's like if there's 100 points, I love him for the 95%, and there are five of the, five points just get me so angry. 
But you're and letting the so, you're letting you're letting the five overwhelm and drown out the ninety five. Yes, I know. Yeah. So so, so mm-hmm. So, so part of that Sekhmet energy is about having the boldness and the courage to see that in yourself, yes. in yourself, to a- acknowledge and admit that to yourself, and then to have the boldness and courage to do what's necessary to start working on yourself and changing some of those things about yourself. But also, uh-huh. if we remember that um, while well, Sekhmet is a goddess of war, and so it says, I know what my goal is and I'm not going to be intimidated or backed down just because there are challenges along the way. Right. And right. He can be very very uh he knows how to intimidate people. <laughs> right. But also she knows that it's not always going to be easy and if we always need it to be easy, we're never really going to achieve or accomplish or get to where it is we really want. So we, we give right. up too easily as well. Um, but also Sekhmet is the goddess of both the plague and of healing. So if mm-hmm. you if you think of that in the sense of like, if somebody gets a snake bite, the mm-hmm. antidote for a snake bite is actually giving the person snake venom. So uh-huh. it's it's giving them the thing that caused the problem in the first place that actually fixes the problem. Um, mm-hmm. so, one, so one thing that that tells us is if we can recognize our part in the creation of the problem rather than just seeing the other person as at fault or to blame for the problem, then we can be mm-hmm. part of the healing process because if we were part of creating it, we can see where our part is of helping to heal or fix the the situation. Yeah. So so the yeah. the big aspect there is to have the boldness and the courage to say, I'm not just blaming this other person. I'm actually taking responsibility for my part in this, and I'm going to have the yeah. courage to start doing what I need to do for myself to to change, to grow, to be a better person, and then see how that affects the situation and the other person rather than just needing and waiting for and trying to force them to change, thinking that's going to fix the situation. Yeah. And But obviously, yeah. I think your instincts were perfectly right and the cards probably came up because in the position of what would be most helpful is that three of wands, which says taking a trip, getting away, being in a new environment, which, like you were saying, just breaks up the routine of things and gives you a chance to just be in all new surroundings, which sometimes allows us to feel like or to be different people. You know, it's like the person who is on a cruise ship and they are a totally different person when they're on the cruise ship because nobody knows them. So they can just... Uh try on a different persona or they feel emboldened to be different than how they normally would be at home. And I think that's the important thing here of like taking the trip is having the opportunity to step outside of the comfort zone and step outside of the routine so that we can try on being different without any of the pressure or stress or anxiety or worry or concern about what anyone or anything else might think just because we're being uh-huh. different than how we normally are. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Yeah, perfect. 
You're so wise. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're so wise. <laughs> well, ho- hopefully that helped. I think I think if nothing else, absolutely. That, yeah. The, the first the first step, uh, you know, for you to do is to make it a priority to plan a trip. And and okay, if it's if, we'll see. do do you usually go to Tahoe in the winter or the summer or when do you go? The winter, winter. Yeah. yeah. So maybe use that as an opportunity to say we're not going to Tahoe this year. Uh-huh. And and go someplace new and different. Yeah. 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 Do you go to okay. Tahoe? To, go to Tahoe to ski or to gamble? <laughs> I ski. Most so, mostly ski. I got out of right. gambling so, long time ago. So, yeah. so we know yeah. that there's there's little reason to go to Tahoe for skiing this year because with the uh-huh. drought and everything there's no snow. I know. So yeah. so if you want to ski problem. go someplace new. You know, go up to Canada. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. go to go to uh Calgary or Lake Louise, oh, that's a beautiful place to go. Go up there. Um mm-hmm. stay at the lodge there and ski and go for a horse drawn sleigh ride over the frozen lake. But you know, mm-hmm. and I say that also because it's a foreign country. I mean it's very literal there as you're in a foreign country. Even though it's Canada, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. It's, it's a foreign country. Just say uh, yeah, to be far enough not to be reminded of uh, the the familiar right. surrounding here. And right, but you can still do the things yeah. you enjoy. I mean, if you like skiing and that's why you like to go away in the winter, you can still go someplace where you can do that. But make it someplace new so that you have a new experience. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. And, yeah. And that okay. I, Top priority. Uh huh. Yeah. So I. So that to me is kind of the priority in terms of the first thing to be doing, um, mm-hmm. as as a way to start working on and through some of this. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think? You see, I'm going to out of the country for ten days with my daughter, and I'm coming back on the October twenty fifth. And uh, on the 26th, he's going to New Orleans. He asked me to go with him, and I told him no. Did I go to well, New Orleans? Why did, why did you tell him no? Oh, because I did not want to. <laughs> um, <laughs> I see enough. <laughs> but, but what you say is, doesn't make sense. <laughs> you know, we need to... Go somewhere out of the normal routine schedule and look at. So hopefully the environment will help us to look at each other in a different way. <laughs> well, right. Well, and the fact that the moon is in Aries, but also the fact that we have three of wands, which is fire. There's that sense of spontaneity. So uh-huh. you know, just do this. Just just go to New Orleans. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I think about the trip. It's it's a great idea. And I I I just need to take actions. There are things that my emotions that there a part of me still very angry with him and wouldn't let go and I know it's almost like a, the energy I want to say I'm right or wrong. Uh I want to let that part go and so I can open up myself. Well, Queen of Cups would say, Queen of Cups would say, I mean, we could be literal about being by water, but it says, 
the things that you're angry about, they need to be expressed. We can't keep holding them in. But right. if we if we think of it like from a magical standpoint, it would be like going someplace where we write down what it is that we're trying to get rid of, and then we say it out loud, we throw it into the running water that carries it away from us, so it's no longer uh-huh. a part of us. And it's kind of that idea that we want to express it so it's not continued to hold in, but allow it to flow out, but then allow it to flow away. Don't say it and uh-huh. then bring it up again three months later. Find an opportunity yeah, where it yeah, says, yeah. I just need to express this, I'm going to express this, and then we're going to move forward from here rather than it's going to continue to be something that comes back up every, you know, so often. Yeah, absolutely. That's how I feel to suck my energy. Just now I am just expressing my thinking, my feelings, because I want to just express it, express it all, and so I don't have to come back and let it eat on me, you know, yeah. Because so, a certain part I do not express. So so here's here's a little magical thing you could do. If you could sit someplace so if you if you wrote down the things that you wanted to express on pieces of paper and then when you sit down with him to talk about those things, make sure that you do it by a fire. So whether you are at a hotel where you can go sit by a fire pit <laughs> Uh, or you go someplace and you make your own little fire or have a candle or whatever it is you want to do. But as you express the things that you wrote down on the pieces of paper, you express them and then you say, and so now that I have shared this with you, I'm going to put this piece of paper that has it written on it into this fire and it's going to burn away so that it is no longer a part of our relationship. Okay. So you're you're literally expressing and then burning away the the things that you feel are not healthy for the relationship and need to be released. And once they're burned away, mm-hmm. we can't bring them back up because it's now just ash. There's nothing to put back together to bring it up. Mm-hmm. Oh. Hopefully that's not for you. <laughs> um, no, 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 I'm sitting on the in the parking lot. Hopefully, though, the hopefully they're not, you know, coming for you. Um, so you already did the job. Yeah, <laughs> I'm on your ambulance. That's right. Uh, so, but but also having him be witness to you burning those things means he also sees you're expressing them, but you're also willing to let them go. And then you can offer him the opportunity as well. Bring some extra pieces of paper. If there are things that he wants to express, let him do that, but have him also then write it down and put it into the fire so that it says, you know, this is our chance to express this so that we can move forward from this. And let's both contribute to releasing them and letting them go. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that that any questions about any of that? No, I think he loves fire, so it will go very well. Excellent. He loves fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> He's the last person you can tell him to, you know, not use the fireplace. 
in this whole wide world. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then that becomes one of the priorities. So if you're going to do a trip away, then you make sure that you've planned someplace where either there's a fireplace in the room or Mm -hmm. that has a fire pit you can sit at or in some way has something that you can do with fire. If it has to be a candle, that's okay, too. You know, just Uh fine. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Sounds great. I'm so glad I, I, I just uh, I got the chance to talk with you. I was thinking about calling you, uh, and I was wondering about this whole this, this uh, full moon eclipse. Yeah. Well, it just ha- happened that I have uh, some time, and so I, I got uh, I turn on. Your show. Well, one, one, I would your show. Say, yes, so so all of this is really stirred up by the full moon with the eclipse. I would say, one, if you can, go back and listen to the first part of the show because I talked about that a lot. Um, and mm-hmm. two, in my daily newsletter thing, there's also information about uh, the eclipse mm-hmm. and everything going on, so you can also look at that. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will, absolutely. And I will right. call you on other things. <laughs> okay. Okay. I well, appreciate it. So nice talking with You're you. Up. Thank you so much, Heisey. You too. As always. All right. Okay. Love Bye-bye. you. Bye bye. You too. Bye bye. All right. So let's go to our next caller. And this is someone calling from area code 617. Are you there, caller in area code 617? Oh, hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? What's your name and where are you calling from? My name is Sheila and I'm calling from Rhode Island. Well, welcome to the show. What is it that you would like for us to look at for you today? Um, hmm, what should I have you look at? Um, well, my husband and I are expecting a baby in the, in the spring, so if you could see, if you could see anything in regards to that. If you, could you say that one more time? There was a little bit of static that came in, and I didn't quite oh, understand. I'm sorry. One second. Let me take off uh, my headphones. One second. Hello. Oh, why hello? Hi. Sorry. <laughs> um, no, uh, I would say my husband and I are expecting a baby in the spring. Congratulations for that. Was this something that was a surprise or planned? Are you there? Was this a surprise or a planned baby? (laughs) No, we're planning. Sorry, my phone put you on me by mistake. Um, We're planning. (laughs) We're planning and... um, it just finally happened, so it's been a process. <laughs> okay. So, <clears throat> well, there are some very nice cards here, I will say, looking at that. Um, okay. I 
have a feeling this is going to be a very strong-willed, strong personality child. <laughs> oh, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> uh, when you say this spring, because when I looked at this, I thought, oh, is this going to be an Aries baby? <laughs> well, no, they're saying um, like April 30th, May 1st. Okay. So mm-hmm. that would that would toss it into Taurus. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing I will say uh, for you, uh, the tower mm-hmm. card came up reversed. The fact that that's reversed, we actually prefer it to be reversed in this kind of a situation um, because it could say that they're... So if we think of the tower card upright as being mm-hmm. uh, a 10.0 earthquake, Think of the reversal as being like a little 3.0 shaker. So the fact that it came up reversed for you could show there may be some little um, bumps or tremors of concern or that kind of thing in the pregnancy itself. But Mm -hmm. the fact that this card is reversed says we don't have to overly worry about those things. Um, So don't let yourself get caught up in stress and anxiety about things. And the... uh, because there will be things that we just kind of go through. Have you ever lived in, like, a California or an earthquake area? No, never have. Okay. So, but and that's my personality. I tend to stress about things. Yes, well. So, and I live in California. So, you know, I know the rest of the country seems to always think that any earthquake is cause for panic. Mm-hmm. Um People always say, you know, oh, I never want to live in California because you have earthquakes. I'm like, what are you talking about? You have, like, snowstorms and ice storms and tornadoes and hurricanes (laughs) and I don't even know what else. And it's like, you know, all we get are, like, little earthquakes every once in a while. So for us, when a little earthquake comes, you know, we may be at our desk or whatever and all of a sudden go, oh, is that an earthquake? And then it passes. It's like, okay, it's a snowstorm. (laughs) And and, and it passes in 15 seconds. And then it's Mm -hmm. on with our day. You know, whereas somebody who isn't from here would start to feel that and would like, you know, jump under the desk and you're like, okay, Mm -hmm. and just like calm down already. So this is to me what the reverse tower card is like. The reversal is kind of like the way we handle earthquakes in California, which is, oh, is that an earthquake? All right. Well, let's see. Oh, that that picture on the wall got crooked a little bit. Let me just straighten that back up. And now it's on with my day. That's how I would see it kind of indicating these things that may happen in the pregnancy. So okay. don't stress and don't worry, because the stress and the worry and the anxiety are actually going to just exacerbate the situation. And mm-hmm. so the, the more you can just go with, oh, wait, is that a little something? Let me just go have the doctor check that. Versus, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, is this going to be a horrible thing? Oh, my gosh. And then you look up on the Internet, and, of course, a hangnail becomes in three oh, clicks, yes. like you know, some terminal illness. Uh, so. <laughs> So, 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 don't fall into that trap. Okay. Um, and you know, there's the thing that can help the most is the hierophant card. The hierophant is it, that word just means high priest, but the hierophant represents tradition. It represents structure. Um, it represents institutions. So it can represent. Uh, things like hospital, et cetera, being helpful. Um, But it also would say that 
making sure that you have a very clear structure and also maybe paying attention to tradition. Are there things that are traditional in your family or both of your families um, that relate to how pregnancies have gone? You know, so so if there was some little issue and then you go and you ask your mom and you're like, and she's like, oh, yeah, you know, every woman in our family going back 17 generations has had this problem when they were pregnant. That can, you can go, oh, okay, then this is just a normal thing rather than some anomaly that I'm having that nobody else has ever experienced in their lives and now I'm totally worried. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, so, so pay attention to traditions in that way. Also engage in some traditions. You know, if there's mm-hmm. if there's some family traditions or things related to babies or pregnancies or that kind of thing, it'll be really helpful for you to kind of fall into them or fall back into them, um, because I think they'll bring a certain sense of continuity. They'll bring a certain sense of comfort. You know, like the Hierophant originally was called the Pope in like the really old original decks. So think of like the Catholic Church. People who normally don't go to church will go like on Christmas and Easter. Or yeah. they may go and have the baby baptized in the church even though they haven't been there for 17 years. And it's because going there just gives them a connection to, to that old tradition of things, even if it just reminds them of their family because their family's always been Catholic and that's just always what they've done. Or going to the church just brings in that sense of comfort uh, kind of thing. So Anything that is related to those kind of feelings for you is going to be really key, especially during the pregnancy, to help you move through it as well as to really feel comfortable, strong, and then ready for what it's going to bring once the baby comes. Mm-hmm. Um, you might also find yourself wanting to or reconnecting with some traditions and things that you want to make sure that you introduce your, your child to that maybe you haven't done in a while or that you want to now re-implement so that they are a part of them or something like that. And whether that's going to a particular church or whether that's just something you do like a, you know, we're going to reinstitute family dinners where we have, make sure that we all sit down to dinner once a week or whatever it is. Um, It's thinking about that now and then, making sure that becomes kind of a a regular part of life when the child Mm -hmm. comes is going to be really helpful and important. Okay. Um, The the biggest challenge for you (laughs) is Mm -hmm. the nine of pentacles, and that would say you don't have to do this all by yourself. It's okay for you to ask for assistance. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to ask for support. You don't have to show how strong you are. You don't have to show how independent you are. It's okay to rely on others and allow them to do some of the heavy lifting. Yeah, that's my personality. I think I can do it all. (laughs) So use this as an opportunity to recognize that asking for support and assistance is not a sign of weakness and doesn't look bad for you, it's actually a sign of strength to say, I know what I can do and I know what I need help doing and it's better to ask for help rather than to overdo it and cause Mm -hmm. problems for yourself Mm -hmm. because you were unwilling to ask for the support and assistance when you needed it. Okay. Okay, yeah, I kind of felt that way. But it's just getting, Plus, you know, working, working my mind into that state. 
Well, and plus, this is something that we want to be able to pass on to the child, that balance of understanding. Because if this is some, if, if this is a child that's born as a Taurus, one of the things that Tauruses are really well known for is mm-hmm. they can, well, one, they can get stuck in a rut really easily, but they also will do something until it just can't be done anymore. So it says, if this is working, I'm not going to change it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, but you've been in this job long enough. You know, it's like if you want to grow, if you want to continue moving on your career path, you might need to change jobs. Well, but this job is fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so if we can teach them the balance of you don't have to prove to me that you can stick it out to the end just to show me that you can stick it out to the end. Yeah. It's, you know, we want to first, we need to be the example so that we can then pass that on rather than trying to teach them something by saying, well, here's what I'm not good at, but this is what you should be good at. Mm-hmm. We we want to be able to show them. No, I've also made efforts to be good at this too. And let me tell you why and how you how it will be beneficial for you. Okay. Um, okay. Good. And then you know, and looking forward, like with a short term and a long term card. The short term is the Queen of Wands. This is why I said that we may have a really fiery personality or you know that kind of thing. Uh, I. So they were saying like the end of April, right? Mhm. Mhm. I would I would anticipate that the baby may come slightly early. <laughs> okay. Um so and this is why I still think either it may come early enough to actually be a, an in Aries, which mm-hmm. would mean it would come like 10 days to two weeks early because Aries will go through about April 20th or 21st. Um, or it'll be right there yeah, on the, the 20, cusp. The 20th, the 20th, because I have a child already, an older child. She's six, 15, and um, she's actually April 21st. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and she's, so that's actually kind of a cusp, you know, mm-hmm. person. Um, and mm-hmm. so I, I, I would probably anticipate that this one may also come slightly early and may end up at least being a cusp. Um, I, it, it depends on the year, like the 21st for when your current uh, daughter uh, was born, the 21st was still in Aries, whereas there may be some years where the 21st would have been like the first day of Taurus. It, it, it varies every once in a while right on those few days. Oh, okay. Um, so, but but I, I would anticipate there's a lot here that makes me think that this is probably a child that's going to come a little early, and that would be an indication that they're going to have a little bit of that willfulness and uh, personality, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, so uh, just think about that. You know, be prepared a little early. So don't put off, so it's like if they said it was going to be April 30th, don't put off putting the crib together until April 29th. Uh, maybe go ahead put that together like April 12th or something. Exactly. Uh, so so any, anything that would need to be in place before yeah. the child actually comes, make sure that that is already in place a little bit earlier than than you might have thought you would need to just so it's already there should the child come early? Because I anticipate a slightly early birth. Not overly early, but just very slightly yeah. early. Okay. All but right. To, so. me, 
to me, to me, it's not like we're looking at. A, I wouldn't even call this a premature baby. I don't know how they classify premature, but you know, I don't see it coming early enough to fall into that category of being a premature baby. Just that yeah. it came slightly earlier than what they originally thought the date would be. Uh, yeah, because I keep thinking I'm further along than they think I am. Oh well, then trust your instinct. <laughs> Okay. All right, great. Uh, really appreciate it. You're welcome. Let you have any anything other... else to say? <laughs> well, no. Uh, any any questions about any of that? Uh, no, no. I just wanted to make sure that you know nothing major was coming my way because I'm I'm the kind of person I worry about everything. <laughs> so yes, but, I just wanted a little think, peace of mind. And I think the fact that the tower card came up reversed for you in, in the position for you was there to say, no, you don't have anything major to worry about. And no, a little 3.0 shaker is not something to worry about. Just all you non-California people, I'm telling you, you don't have to jump under a desk just because the earth moves for 15 seconds. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks you for calling in. have a wonderful in. day. You too. Okay. Enjoy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And that's going to wrap up the show. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Feel free to check out the archives for the past shows, and I will look forward to being with you here again. You can catch me on my show, Revolution, on the second Sunday of October. We shall see you then. Thank you for joining us on today's Firefly Willows L-I-V-E on-air readings broadcast. If you would like to receive a personal reading from one of our hosts, you may contact them by visiting fireflywillows.com slash live slash hosts. Thank you for joining us. This program was brought to you by Firefly Willows L-I-V-E. We hope you enjoyed the show. This is Deb Carousella. Please join us next time on Firefly Willows L-I-V-E for Healing Conversations with Mildred Lynn McDonald, Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. Thank mm-hmm. you.